Welcome to the Autonomous Vehicle Daily Tech Podcast. My name is Hassan Akram. I am the host of the Autonomous Vehicle Safety and Security Podcast. This is my second podcast. And in this podcast, we will be broadcasting focused discussion on technical subject matter. Enjoy the podcast and thank you so much for listening. Now, traditionally, when we talk about safety, we talked about uh, failure occurring inside the vehicle. Now we have an environment that we deal with and theoretically it's infinite. You know, there is a big unknown. When you know something, you can take measure. When you do not know something, you cannot take measure. ISO's uh, extension of safety uh, standard, the SOTIF standard of safety of the intended functionality talks about you know, outside of the vehicle, but it goes only to level two. It's, it's, there's a long way to go. The problem that you meant how safe is safe, how to convince the, the people, the, the society that you know, trust an, to trust an autonomous vehicle. Here are several, several issues that I want to ask you what, what your opinion. One is testing. Um, I, I live in uh, Unterschleißheim, which is on the north of Munich. Uh, where we have the BMW Autonomous Campus, and we see the BMW AVs there rooming around. Uh, they are, they're testing it. There's, it's one thing to test in the nice suburb of Munich uh, and to really test uh, you know, dark side scenarios, the scenarios that are really, really dangerous. Now, there is a challenge. How do you test it? Do you put the actual people at risk? You know, there are several challenges. Simulation could be an, an option, but traditionally we've been using game engines to simulate our scenarios in auto automotive industry. And we know uh, game engines are not simulating the physics as accurate as we want it to be. What do you think is a solution for testing? Critical aspect of, of developing an AV and it's really critical for an AV developer to leverage every testing modality that we can. And really that does include the three basic modalities. We do need to use simulation. You know, there's a, there's a critical aspect uh, in that if we tried to physically test these vehicles in every environment, we would be testing literally for decades, if not even a hundred years uh, before we can encounter all those environments. Simulation provides a way to tweak the test a little bit in, in a meaningful way. Uh, when I say tweak, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> imply that it's unimportant, but it's to change the, that environment or those conditions uh, and do it in a way that's, that's repeatable uh, and fidelic. But and so we can get a, a test result through simulation that we could never get in a, in a, a reasonable time period physically. However, we can't only rely on simulation for a couple of reasons, one of which you mentioned earlier, we do want to test the vehicle in I'll call critical conditions, whether it's high, higher speeds or lower mu or foggy or et cetera, et cetera. And so we want to do that physically. We certainly don't want to do that on the public road. So we do that on closed courses, test tracks. Um, and, the third way that we test, have to test, and, and, and that's where it, it does show, you know, where we see these vehicles being tested on public roads. That's a critical piece also because a couple of reasons, one of which is 
if you put 500 engineers in a room for a year and tried to and told them come up with every scenario you can think of, we would still never come up with all the scenarios that we encounter in the real world uh, on public roads. That's one reason. But the primary reason is because that is actually where we are going to deploy these. We're not going to deploy. It doesn't help us to deploy them on test tracks. It doesn't help us to deploy them in a game engine. We want, we need to deploy them on, on actual roads to make them a useful product. And so it would, it, it would be, I'll call it unconscionable for us to, to deploy those without having tested them in the actual environment in the, in the multitude of conditions that we're going to expect them to operate in safely. So we need a combination of all three of those. And there are probably subsets there. Um, you know, we, we certainly would envision um, uh, that we deploy vehicles in certain, we call them ODDs, operational design domains. And that's a way of, of tailoring uh, our development to the place where we're actually going to use the vehicle and the conditions where we're going to use that vehicle. And that really is a critical aspect because if we tried to develop them to, to be deployed everywhere, i.e. a true level five, again, we would probably be uh, so long in doing that that we would never be able to deploy. So we have to start to think about how we're going to deploy them in, in this targeted area or targeted environment. And so that allows us to, to, to begin to test on the physical, actual public roads where we will deploy the vehicle. So that ODD concept is extremely powerful. It's actually enabling uh, the technology. And so when we think about testing, uh, we need to think about all three modes. We need to think about a, a focused ODD. Um, and interestingly, that, that ODD focus brings us lots of opportunities. It's really important to think about, well, how will we actually deploy these vehicles? We at Lyft believe that we won't see a you know, big bang all at once deployment, even within a given ODD. We believe that there's going to be a combination of automated vehicles and human-driven vehicles in that same ODD for some time to come. And of course, that's, that's almost a given, given the fact that not everybody will deploy uh, an AV immediately, uh, but also, because we think that the AV uh, deployment will come incrementally within that ODD. And there may be certain conditions where we don't let the AV operate, but we do need a transportation network. So there's, that's why we think you know, companies like Lyft and others that, that are TNCs have a, an inherent advantage um, to deploy this technology because we can do it in a way where we deploy at scale with both humans and automation at the same time in concurrence in, 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 in concert, I should say. Um, and, you know, it's also quite interesting to think about uh, what that opportunity then provides to, to, to gather data. You know, we, we got, we, we asked this, the hard question is how safe is safe enough. We will answer that question with data by generally comparing the, the AV performance to that of, performance of a of a aggregate human fleet of human driver of vehicles driven by human drivers and so if you think about that opportunity to deploy an av in the same odd at the same time as a human driven fleet that's also an opportunity to gather data to actually prove how safe the vehicle is and so we think that's a critical piece for for going forward